Hey everyone, on this episode of Evan Worldwide, we are going on a journey to the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan. Home to the UNESCO heritage site of Petra and bordering the Dead Sea, Jordan is located in the Middle East, geographically situated as a crossroads of Asia, Africa, and Europe. With approximately 10.5 million people calling Jordan home, 95% of the population is ethnically Arab and follow Islam as their religion. Today, on this episode, we will meet one of my most amazing friends, Karma. As you will soon hear, Karma is an intellectual, bright, passionate young leader that will provide some thoughtful insight into some of the struggles facing Jordan today. She will provide some unique perspectives into Jordanian culture, and as always, we will wrap up our talk about some delicious Middle Eastern cuisine. I think it's like a, a mentality that's embedded within like the people and for so many years and for so long, like looking at like, for example, grandparents and just like people that have been living here and that have like raised the new generation of people. They're very um, stuck to the mentality and the ideals that they have from a long time ago. And so I think that's a big, big uh, like factor. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Evan Worldwide. On this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture, conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. Okay, so this is like a very informal interview conversation, just talking about peace, the country of Jordan, what life is like. So hi, my name is Karma. I'm 17 years old and I'm from Jordan. Would you say that there's a lot of conflict in Jordan? I think that there's a lot of conflict everywhere. But in Jordan, definitely, it's like no secret that we have a lot of conflict in like many different areas. So, for example, like politically, uh, economically, like with regards to gender, race, uh, all that stuff. What would you say are like the factors of it? Would you say like maybe the government or like is it the people or like the religion or what would you say? I think it's like a, a mentality that's embedded within like the people. And for so many years and for so long, like looking at like, for example, grandparents and people that have been living here and that have like raised the new generation of people, they're very um, stuck to the mentality and the ideals that they have from a long time ago. And so I think that's a big, big uh, like factor that plays into it. Okay. What social issues are most prevalent in Jordan? Like when I mean social issues, I'm talking about like racism, homophobia, sexism, or xenophobia. Okay. So I think sexism is a really big one the there's no equality between men and women i'd say it's very mild some of the laws even go against women and like girls and just females in general and so it's also like systematic and homo homophobia for sure and i think that's part of like it's brought by the religion and again the mentality and the ideas that people have so homophobia i think you would never see someone that's publicly um, coming out or like publicly let's say bi or like because they're scared for themselves like it's scary it's not something that people can go out and like be very open about would you say that like hold on what's the main religion most islam right yeah is islam the most dominant religion okay and would you say it's mainly like 
the Muslims or like the Christians as well? Like, would you say the Christians are also? I think it's it's a mentality again. So even Christians, the society that we live in, it has a, a like a mix of Christian and Muslim people like living together. Some of my friends are Muslims, others are Christians. In schools, they teach Islam and Christianity. So it's the mentality of like, oh, this is just not okay. And again, this has been like embedded in the country for such a long time, in wow. the people. Hold on, are you religious, may I ask? Um, like I am, but not extreme. So I think in terms like of like homophobia, for example, I respect it. I don't necessarily like would like you know yeah, come out what... but i wouldn't comment and i don't judge so i respect it okay okay i like that do you think that there's a shift in perspective in young people or do you think young people still think that these conflicts are valid i think that there is a shift in like the the new generation of people coming out of jordan and i think that the biggest example would be me and like the bubble that i live in i'd say so in Jordan, it's very like, like there's a big difference, let's say, between people who are exposed to like um, internationalism in different countries and all of that and whatever it is. And then there, there are people that aren't. So in my bubble of people, I know that, for example, sexism and homophobia isn't something that we're okay with. I'd say we have the Western mentality. So just how like you guys are open in the US about things like, you know, well, like what okay. kind of, more or less we we are like open to these things and we're exposed to the outside world more than the old generation was. So we definitely are like shifting the perspective, I'd say, of the mentality in the country. And so it is getting better in a sense. So women, there's more people advocating for women. Women are now more in education, let's say, and they have businesses and all of that. Yes. <laughs> exactly so yeah i think it's changing that's very good to hear i'm very glad to hear yeah. that i know other arab states or arab countries in the arabic nations apparently in saudi arabia i don't remember what year but it was like women were finally allowed to drive is that's it like is it kind of like the same mentality in jordan no i think it's not as like for example looking at saudi arabia like women can't go anywhere without an escort which is like the man that they have in the house, whether it's their father, it's their husband, it can even be their son. So they can't go anywhere without them. And like here, it's definitely not like that. Women are more independent here than I'd say like other Arab countries, but there still is a lack of like independence and respect for women. And even people that are like, assume a different, basically that are gay or lesbian or whatever it is. I think that here, there's less of that like extremism if that okay. makes sense. I guess the people are not as hardcore exactly like... yeah 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 they're not as extreme as other Arab countries but in retrospect they still are against these things do you keep up with politics in Jordan yeah I... politics in your opinion would you say that they're like very corrupt I would say that there is um like a mismanagement of like the assets that we have in Jordan and people are not not everyone is always working in the best interest of the people and of like the next generation obviously that's the case in so many countries if not all like there's no way that there's no corruption anywhere but yeah there is like there is a like self-interest in the situation for people who are like in leading roles and high positions in Jordan would you say that the government limits your 
the amount of news that you guys see? Um, yeah, there is a lot of censorship, a lot. And uh, like recently there was a scandal um, between in the royal family. This happened like last week. It was massive and like it made international news stations and all that. And a lot of information about that was censored. And there is a lot of censorship. So now one of the things is that people can't share information about this unless it's like like a news channel or whatever it is or like the news comes from the government or from the royal family directly otherwise you could be like fined you could go to jail all of those things there is a lot of censorship the main source of the information that we get is from um the national television the news stations so i can name a few of them you're not gonna like know them but for example Ru'ya tv and like mamlaki those are the main sources of information for everyone. Would you say biased or would you say that they're most both on like one side? No, I think they're both objective and subjective at the same time. So they don't stick to a certain idea. So unlike, for example, in the US, you guys have like Republicans, Democrats, certain news channels are like lean towards Republicans and like they're biased towards them and then others like vice versa. So here we don't have that, but there is a lot of like personal opinion in what goes on TV because so many of the people that go on TV and speak are speaking from their expertise and from their opinions more than like it is a like a certain and solid fact, I would say. So it's more, I guess, just perspective instead of like journalism or like they're getting their facts and like they're talking to people and getting information. It's more just... exactly it's like a point of a point of view from so many different places but it's not biased towards a certain side so no one is biased towards the king and then someone else is like completely against them no that's not the case wait there's a royal family in jordan yeah i feel like i should have known that (laughs) yeah are the king and queen or like the royal family of jordan are they very idolized i guess yeah yeah i'd say they are for sure like so many places where like you can go and just see their picture like on the wall and stuff and like they're very involved i'd say with with the people so yeah that's cool so they're they want to help the people that's the the message that's put is that really the case i don't know yeah but thanks jordan with the censorship just kidding just kidding kidding. (laughs) (laughs) no but it's true it's true i'm not gonna lie it's true do you have any friends from different countries? Definitely, of course I do. Around the world or mainly in the Middle East or Middle East, like just everywhere? I'd say like everywhere. Like I know people in South America, North America, Europe, Asia. So I know people from a bit of like people from everywhere. How many countries have you been to? 19? Yeah, I have a list. Yeah, 19 oh countries. Gosh. Wow. I'd say mostly in Europe, yeah. I've been to every continent except for like Australia. Australia. Okay. Australia, land down under. The accent's so good. Oh, my God. oh well, thanks, mate. You know, we could go. I could take you to Australia. <laughs> no, that, no. That's a really good accent. Do you have any Aussie friends? <laughs> Definitely not. Why not? They seem super nice. Yeah, I know. They do. I've just never met someone from Australia before. Do you see a lot of differences between people you've met from other countries? For example, like culturally and then in ideology? Okay, so I think culturally, like definitely, but idealistically, no. So, so many of the things that like I would stand for, like personally, disregarding like, let's say culture and religion are, let's say, overcome the differences in the like cult- the cultural differences. So obviously in my culture, let's say, 
women are regarded as less than men and um everyone's homophobic and but then like personally I disagree with that so I think because of the way that I was brought up and the education and exposure that I got unlike other people living in Jordan could be people my age but also mostly people that are like older than me so the older generation they're not as familiar with um the things that I am and they didn't get the same education and the exposure to different countries and different people and different cultures and etc or whatever it is I think it, it makes a big difference and again because of the way that I was brought up it makes me see things differently but in general so many of the people in Jordan haven't gotten that exposure so children our age don't have the same ideas that I do because they weren't exposed they didn't travel places they don't know other cultures and so they don't respect other cultures I remember you said that the young people are kind of shifting. Would you say that they're shifting in regards to like the sexism and homophobia, but like not really with the culture? Okay, so I'd say because of social media, they have more exposure and they're starting to understand that so many of the things that let's say their parents or their families or their culture or religion stand for. I wouldn't say religion specifically, but the way that they perceive religion is like changing because they're facing the reality of knowing that if someone makes a decision to be like gay or lesbian or again whatever it is then that's their personal choice and the only thing they can do about it is respect it like it's none of their business so I think so many of the people are now realizing that with social media because it's their only way of getting this exposure so I was fortunate enough to travel places and like get to meet people and be open to all these things but they weren't so social media is helping them but is it changing the culture no but is it changing the way that they're approaching things definitely okay okay would you say that a lot of the younger generation are they fortunate enough to have opportunities that are similar to i guess i don't want to say like american or the first world kind of life for example do they get to go to school do they get to have a phone do they do they get to like meet people yeah so, like get kind of yeah so education so many people have access to education in Jordan I think given COVID this is like a lot more difficult because so many people aren't fortunate enough to have laptops and access to the internet Mm -hmm. um so that's really really bad obviously I think like a statistic was released that like a hundred thousand students haven't gone to school since the beginning of the year because it's online and it's either that they don't have access or they just don't want to um oh so they don't want to they don't want to be educated yeah because again they don't have the proper mentality for all of this they think that they can just not go to school and then end up working in a shop with their parents or like just doing like a random job like just bring in more money for the family exactly So that's the goal for so many people because gender roles are huge here in Jordan. So, so many people perceive that, okay, men or boys are the ones that are going to get a job. So for example, you can help in a shop and then get money and provide for your family. And then the girls would stay at home and they would help at home. So there is that like, again, mentality, gender roles. It's all because of the culture. They don't have as much exposure, but they're beginning to because of social media. Social media is a huge, huge factor. And the opportunities that they have aren't like the opportunities that children in first world countries have, obviously, because we're not a first world country. And so many people have never even left Jordan before. 
I work in like like in the municipality of Jordan of Amman, which is the city that I live in. So I go to private school. So in Jordan, private schools are better than the public education. So they only know how to speak Arabic. Some of them they don't speak English, and they were shocked when they saw me speaking English and like being able to communicate so well in another language. So many people are shocked, but it was for me. It was a cultural shock that people in my own country are so surprised and like taken back by it. And it comes to show that there's a big difference in I wouldn't say class, but I would say in like financial Economic. the financial capabilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people in Jordan don't really know how to speak English. No, they don't. No, like not at all. Just to put everything in perspective for you, there's something called West Amman, which is like where me and my friends were so exposed, and we we travel every summer um, to different countries, and we have friends all over the world, and we speak English, we speak Arabic, we learn French, we learn Spanish. One oh, of my friends, uh, français. Un peu. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. Do your Lebanese friends know how to speak fluent French because, like, I... yeah, of course, yeah, 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 most definitely. They all speak French and Arabic and English, so they're trilingual. When I was young, I learned both English and Arabic together, and then when they're young, they learn English, Arabic, and French. There's like a big difference between me and like the bubble again, the bubble that I live in because we shape like five percent of the community in Jordan, and then the 95% don't speak English, let's say, and they're less exposed or they do speak English and they're very conservative, you can say, um, where they like follow religion like to the extreme and like the culture is very embedded like in their mentality and like the way they go about things and it's, it's very different. So you talking to me is me representing 5% of the Jordanian community, I'd say. But then I also have perspective into like the rest of the community because I worked with so many of them on like different occasions. So I know a lot about that. And if you get someone to talk with you now, they'll be like, yeah, like I'm homophobic. And I believe that men are better than women and all of that stuff. So it's, it's like a really big it's two extremes basically would you say west amman is more yeah. americanized i don't want to say americanized yeah. westernized westernized westernized, westernized. Mm-hmm. and then yeah, amman is more like the poverty or not not poverty but more like less exposed and more um i don't know wait what's the word that i'm looking for I'm going to go on Google Translate. That doesn't even make sense. That's such a bad translation. No. What does the word say? It says sticking to, but that's not right. Like they're very um, compliant to the culture and the the ideals that the old generation have like embedded in them, basically. And that, would you say, is the majority of Amman? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like if I sit and have a conversation with someone in living in East Amman, I can easily tell them, oh, this is this and that. So like, it's none of your business. Obviously it goes against our religion. However, the only thing you can do about it is respect it just like you respect every other person. That would make a difference. I think there's a difference. The only thing is there isn't like a mix of like them with the reality of things in other countries. Would you say Jordan is a diverse country? Yeah. I would. How prevalent is racism in Jordan? I think racism is not like a big issue in Jordan. Like, obviously, there is like 
you know yeah there is racism but it's not as prominent as other social issues so we have a place called the hor in jordan and it's basically like this really hot place um not a city but like an, another area outside of amman and people there have darker colored skin and that doesn't play a role in how they're treated like that doesn't factor into like a cultural and like systemic ideals and like perceptions it it doesn't so i don't think again racism is not that big of an issue and it's not prominent like other issues so considering you a lighter skinned jordanian compared to like a darker skinned jordanian i would you say both of you are treated the same yeah i would that's actually quite interesting to hear so if i was let's say at a shop or somewhere in public and i was standing in a line and someone was standing in a line next to me and they had darker color skin they wouldn't prioritize me over that person because that's like not how not how people go about things i think if I me being a girl and a female and that person being a man they would prioritize me over me being a female like oh um let her go first you know but like yeah, a ladies so, first yeah ladies first kind of thing because again like they perceive us as like the weaker kind of gender and all of that like a big issue that we have is honor crimes so people would murder and this is like this happened recently and really really like not good at all basically women um, are being killed by their own family members for like bringing dishonor to the family and again this is like in the people who have an extreme mentality just the more hardcore yeah 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 and they would kill them because they bring dishonor to the family in like the most ridiculous ways you can possibly think of could you so, give me examples of like what ways that the women would dishonor so for example a woman goes out with a man and they're not married then that's an issue for them and they would kill her wait what yeah so they So a woman couldn't date a man that he she's not married to. Yeah. Like even if she was just a single woman? Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah, that and that's true. Like I agree with you 1000% and like I have the peace of mind like knowing that that wouldn't happen to me. But other people like this has happened and there's been so many like campaigns and things and one of the laws that um was like abolished recently in Jordan in the past few years was that when a rapist marries the woman that he raped, he's he's free of all like charges and like offenses. And usually if a rapist offers to marry the woman he raped then the family would say yes because otherwise it would bring them dishonor in their opinion and like with their mentality so she would have to marry the, her own rapist and he would be free of charges so it's that kind of like extreme and like disgusting in my opinion mentality that is very prevalent in Jordan i 100% agree with you that is i don't agree with that i think that's very disgusting disgusting so would you consider this like one of the biggest issues in jordan definitely definitely do you see, do you see a lot of like younger people or people that don't agree like go out demonstrating or protesting and yeah. are there a lot of protests in jordan uh i know i wouldn't say a lot of protests but i'd say there was um a story about this girl who was like killed by her own father and this was before corona so about like a year ago or no people were wearing masks so like in the span of like a year and um people went to protest 
saying like this is not wrong and he should be brought to justice and all of that stuff so people are definitely like speaking up against these things like even on social media if a story like blows up about this type of behavior it's going like it goes like on a really big scale would you say that like the jordanian like the jordanian youth they would protest for like a lot of things like for example did they protest for black lives matter back in june yeah. or like do, are they protesting for stop asian hate like yeah like on on so many of the people's instagrams that i know and again people in the more privileged like bubble and then people that are more exposed to the culture and the people and the mentality that people have they all post on like their instagrams like black lives matter stop asian hate whatever blah, blah, blah. like they repost these things on their stories so yeah i think the youth compared to the old generations are definitely like advocating for more equality and peace and all of that do the old generation think that it's bad that the youth want to i guess change they want to depends who you're looking at so if you look at parents who have put their kids in uh good schools whether that's private or public and want them to get educated and want their kids to be exposed then no i don't think they they perceive it as a bad thing i think they see it as a really good thing for example my mom was like basically she was advocating for like women and their rights and them being able to get jobs and helping them in that area so looking at parents that prioritize their children's well-being over like them portraying like the gender roles that we have in society so for example having your daughter just stay at home and cook and clean rather than go to school then they think it's a bad thing but if you have parents like my parents or my friends parents they let us like be exposed to all these things on purpose do you have any friends that their parents don't expose them to a lot no no i wouldn't say that no because most of my friends are like from my school and like other schools that are private and like have international education systems how can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in jordan i think young people can do that by starting with educating the old generation because the old generations the ones that are basically raising the new generation and us knowing what we know and being exposed to western cultures and just other cultures in general and us being aware of like having mutual respect for other cultures and religions and ideologies and all of that can help us convince the people with very strict and like extreme mentality towards things that are not really encouraged in like the 21st century we can say like make a really big big shift in the way that things are in Jordan and everywhere i think people have a certain ideology it's because it's because they don't know any better because if someone knew something much better than what they already know they'd obviously like take that into consideration and adopt that mentality but if someone doesn't know any better then they're obviously going to stick to what they know would you say that that's your that's your parents people like your parents age or like the or but are like grandparents and yeah i'd say like parents even um and obviously grandparents but so many parents again there's a huge difference in the way that people think the parents are the primary reason why some kids believe what they believe which again i think is wrong and they are the people that are leading the country nowadays because they're the like adults and like 
they're the people that hold really high and important positions in society. So they need to be educated just like we are and be exposed to things that they weren't exposed to when they were kids. Do you think that Jordanian politicians are are in agreement with the youth or the youth protesting or like do do they allow it? I'd say they don't really notice it or like acknowledge it as much as they would people like their own age protesting. The youth is a really important part and they are trying to incorporate the youth in the decisions that they make. But you can't really say that they're putting a thousand percent effort and they are taking things into consideration because the biggest example is schools were the first thing to close in COVID. And I haven't been to school in a year, like in person. Oh wow! I've been online for a whole year. Clearly, it's not their priority. Do you think that in Jordan, getting necessities, for example, food, water, would you say that it's difficult for a lot of people to get? No, I wouldn't say that it's difficult. But I think that so many people live on like a day-to-day basis. So for example, they can't buy um, a week worth of like food and water and supplies. So it depends on like, so they get their salaries like on a day-to-day basis. So for example, someone who would go around like cleaning houses depends on how many houses she cleaned that day she can provide for her family or here or whatever. People whose salaries are different or like fluctuate on a day-to-day basis are not able to provide for themselves and for their families in the long run. They could only get just food for like that day. Exactly. Like, is it true that the fruit in Jordan or like the Middle East is the best in the world? I wouldn't say the best in the world, but like it's good. Do you know Drew Binsky? So he's mm-hmm. a travel YouTuber that has been to like the Middle East a ton of times. And he was in Syria and he said, Syria was where I had like the best orange of my entire life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Syria is like known for like oranges and stuff. And Palestine is like known for fruits and like dates and lemon. Oh, the lemon is so good and all that stuff. So, Oh, speaking of Palestine, <laughs> that's a, quite a topic. Do you recognize the land next to Palestine as occupied Palestine or do you view it as, do you recognize it as Israel? Occupied Palestine because I am Palestinian. Oh, you are so, Palestinian. Yeah, I am from oh. both sides, my mom and my dad's side. So you're nationally nationality wise you're Jordanian but ethnically you're Palestinian? Yeah, that's correct. Most Jordanians are Palestinians. Most, if not all, are advocates for Palestine. Like Jordanians. So Jordanians, I guess they don't recognize Israel. They say they use occupied Palestine. Yeah. And it's not just like you can say Israel, but. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was a little nervous about saying. You can say it like it's like it's the reality of like what's going on. Like it is what it is. You can say Israel and like we obviously know like, oh, like that's Palestine. But would you say that like the Jewish pop? Is there a big Jewish population? No, no, no. I don't think I think. No, Again, I don't think they're like very dominant. I think it's Islam, Christianity and then. Then like the minority religions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have Jewish friends or at least Israeli friends, I guess? I wouldn't say Israeli, but I'll say well, Jewish. Occupied yeah. Palestinian. Would that Jewish. be the correct term? Oh, just Jewish. Yeah, just Jewish because there's a big... Here's here's what people fail to realize. It's not that we're against a religion because like... What's the word? Ju- Judaism, Judaism. Judaism. Yeah, Judaism is a religion and it came 
from God, like Islam did, and like Christianity did. It's not people that are Jewish are not necessarily Israeli or Zionist. There's a difference. We oppose Zionism, but we don't oppose people that are Jewish. I'm. I have a friend that's Jewish, and he doesn't support Israel, for example. So there's a difference again. So so many people think Arabs are anti-Semitists because because like we're against Israel, but there's a difference between Zionism and Judaism. Again, I'm not against the religion. I have Jewish friends. I'm against Zionism. So Zionism is basically the disrespect or hatred towards oh Palestinians, Palestinians. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Let me let me pull up the definition of Zionism. Jewish nationalist movement. So people that are like nationalist support a Jewish national state in Palestine. People that support Israel and like vouch for the ideals that Israel undertakes against Palestinians are Zionists. Do you think it's possible there could be a two-state solution or do you not do you disagree? I think mm, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I don't see a window of opportunity to have a one-state solution for Palestine. So, if anything, it's the next best solution, but it's not. It's not. It's not the best. Yeah, it's not the best, but it's something because if you look at the the deal of the century that Trump made, basically they're saying like it's all oh, like it's a two-state solution, but it's not. People who actually know what's going on and how regardless of whatever plan is like placed palestinians are oppressed and their lands being stolen and um israeli settlements are like still expanding so if so well this is just like a more personalized question for you if palestine was not occupied would your family be living in like ramallah or jerusalem or that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. My grandma still lives in Palestine. She's like here visiting now. Like she's downstairs, but she oh, still nice. lives there. Yeah, she still lives there. And my other grandma's sisters still live in Palestine. And like we still go and we visit. Would I have been there still if the occupation didn't happen? I don't know. Maybe. Potentially. Would you say that like a lot of Middle Eastern countries that do agree with Jordan in regards to Palestine? Yeah, I'd say they do. However, recently there's been a like the push. UAE. Mm-hmm. Exactly. On like Arab countries become allies with Israel. So the UAE is like a prime example you know, of newly supporting Israel. Arab countries are supposed to be like a unit. And if you go back in history, like Arab countries were feared by Western countries. And now, because we're not as like... Bonded or... Yeah, 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 exactly. We're not as like bonded and like the ideals that we have are not like as cohesive. We're seen as like more like weak now because we're not supporting each other as much as we should. And them supporting Israel is just showing how the Arab countries are like not as supportive of each other and so they're deteriorating one by one okay now i'm gonna like maybe ask you like a little couple more like just fun cultural questions if you have time so i saw this tiktok of this girl asking like how do you say rice in your language and she's like i speak arabic and we say riz and riz, yeah. is it riz or ruz riz like who says riz like maybe Lebanese. I, I did a little bit of Arabic. I mean, like I learned a little bit. I learned like a couple basics. So like I could introduce myself if I wanted to. 
Do it. I'll, I'll uh, give you some critiques. أهلاً أنا اسمي أيمن تشرفنا. That's really good. أنا بعيش مدينة سان دييغو. Mm-hmm. All right. The food in the Middle East. Would you really say that like Jordanian, Lebanese, Syrian, Palestinian, like it's, is it really all the same? No, like certain countries specialize in different things, but everyone eats like Lebanese and Syrian and whatever, like food, like on a regular basis. And we just label it as like Arab food. But for example, in Jordan, we're famous for mensaf. Obviously people in other Arab countries eat mensaf, but like it's Jordan's like national dish. What is mensa or mensa? It's basically rice and meat and like a special like sauce that's made from something called jamid. And I don't know what jamid is in English. Yeah, here it says it's a Bedouin Jordanian food. Oh, wow. Mensa. Yeah, mensa. Like it's okay. Yeah. I'm very picky. Even with your kafta. No, I can't. Why don't you like kafta? It tastes funny. I don't like it. You might like hate my mom for this, but she like the recipe that she followed. She said that it was. She said that there was cinnamon in it. Is there cinnamon in kafta? <laughs> no. Okay, that's probably none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. Like no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm. I need to tell my mom that. Yeah. Oh, mom, <laughs> not to add cinnamon to kafta. I've had a fair share of like some Lebanese food and it's amazing. I love Middle Eastern food so much. And don't worry, there was no cinnamon in that food. Okay, that's good. Tabbouleh and stuff like that. Tabbouleh, kibbeh, hummus. And I mean, is hummus, would you consider hummus very... Hummus, yeah, it's Arab. Hummus, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've also had... Chocolate hummus in like Walmart. That's disgusting. I've never even had it. Okay, that's good. Because if you do, criminal. <laughs> Dishonor crime. That's an yeah. honor crime. That yeah. should be an honor crime. Exactly. Like it's a crime to eat like chocolate hummus or like flavored. You you. Middle Eastern food is so good. Oh my gosh! I'm just thinking about knafijidne. If if I'm saying that right. Knafija, it's so good. Our food is the best, and I will stand by that. So. I don't disagree with you, honestly. Well, speaking about the food, is there like a big obesity problem? I don't think obese smoking is a problem in Jordan, but not obesity. Do Jordanians eat like a lot of vegetables or like, yeah. or do you guys just follow the Mediterranean diet? Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. Okay. Yeah. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have like such a high. And there's like such big portions for everything. Yeah. Massive. <laughs> I eat a lot of same, food. Same. But like the portions in the US are much bigger. That's true. If you go to someone's house in Jordan, like if they invite you to like lunch or something and you ask for more food, is it considered disrespectful? No, of course not. If you, everyone's like, oh, let me, let me put you more. And if you don't eat it, that's disrespectful. Yeah, grandmas feed you so much. How do you say grandmother in Arabic? Teta. Teta. Really? That's like- Wait. That's like the not formal way to say it. Like I say teta. Teta. Oh, yeah. wow. It's funny. My great grandmother in who was who was in Costa Rica, we would call her tita. You see? Which is insane. Although it's kind of funny because it was more of a nickname. Like in Sp- like in Spanish, the name just the way to say yeah. grandmother is abuela. But uh, yeah. But like oh, we yeah. call her we call her tita. 
I had so many great memories with her and she taught me a ton of Costa Rican dishes. And she, we used to speak to each other in French, English, and Spanish, which was pretty interesting. You're like multilingual. <laughs> Those are my three best. My best languages are English, Spanish, and French. And then my Italian is not as good as, as like it should. I can kind of understand Portuguese and I'm learning Russian. So Petra, oh my gosh, that's like my, one of my dream destinations. <laughs> Oh, is it overrated? No, it's nice. And just like, I you just know. look at it. And then it's like, what do you do now? Like, you just stare at it. You could probably get some beautiful photos though. But like, I went to Petra by night. So it's like at night, like they light a thousand candles in front of it. Whoa. And it's so nice. It's really, really nice. People don't know what Jordan is and like where it is. Well, it's a Middle Eastern country that borders Syria and Saudi Arabia and occupied Palestine and Palestine. This will be the last question. <laughs> What's something about Jordan that you want the people to know about? Like, <gasps> that's a good question. I think I tell them that Jordan is known to have the most welcoming and hospitable people ever. Whoever comes here always feels very welcome. We're very nice and generous. I would say, to people that come from wherever in the world. Would it matter if they were Asian or Black or gay or if they didn't identify as male or female? Or do you think? That's a good question. I think if, if someone was like gay or, again, like we're very welcoming to people. Like if a Jordanian, let's say, is like hosting someone and they barely have like anything to eat they'd give everything to their guests and like they'd prioritize their guests over like anything and Aww. like like it's known that we're very like hospitable and i love very that that just gave me like a huge, really genuine smile i love that mm, that's, that's so good. sweet thank you so much for doing this i so so appreciate it my pleasure my pleasure Thank you for listening to my Global Youth's Perspective podcast. My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world, and hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.